Welcome back to the Boys and Bolos podcast. We're down here in the barbershop studio. It's preseason, Premier League 2022-2023 season. The transfer season. We out here. We down here. See transfer you. season is a hot girl summer, but for us. Well, maybe not as much for you, but for me, I get all hyped up on it. Following the Twitter all day. I don't just, get hyped up. Yeah, I'm I just, just I'm literally just refreshing my Twitter feed for Breezy or Romano just all day. It doesn't move me either way, emotionally, physically, spiritually, or mentally. Me. It moves me. Like, I could just jam on transfers, transfer talk, all day. Like, I that may be my new direction. I mean, I think maybe that should football. be your fit on the pod. You just, you're just, just the transfers. Yeah, like, just transfer. Like, so when the transfer window closes, you get a new host. There's oh, new you're guy. the summer host. I'm like the summer host, and then you get a new guy that you're fills the hot in. boy summer. And as soon as January hits and the window opens, I come back. And I and I just and that, like it's like a three weeks, four weeks of me. Right. So so you can't do the game again. commentary. You're like the pregame commentary, and then they're like, "We're sending it out to Steve on the field." And <laughs> yeah. then Steve's like, "It's a crazy game." Okay. Who are you gonna Who are you gonna sub in for me? Uh, maybe myself. Jenna, maybe Jenna can come. Oh uh, yeah, S- send on Nora. <laughs> send your five year old. She'll spice this thing up. You know what's exciting about about starting this pod up again after being off for nine weeks is that we're now in se- going to be in season four. Of the Boys and Bowls, which podcast. is absolutely really ridiculous. Crazy. It's only we've only been doing the podcast for a little bit more than two years, but we're on season four. Four is that right? It's got to be right. Yeah, twenty to twenty-one, twenty-one to twenty-two. No, twenty to twenty-one season. It's got to be season four. Is it season four? <laughs> Am I getting the dates mixed no, it up? It seems like it's season four. But let's think about it. We'll, we check the, in, we'll check the archives and we'll get back to you guys. Well, no, but we started in July of 2020. So we finished out the... 1920 season. 1920 season. Yep. Then we did the 2021 season. 21-22 season. No, we didn't do the 1920 season. Yes, we closed out the 1920 season. Oh my God, we did. Because the 2020 is when pandemic started. Right, so we closed out the 1920 season. There needs to be like we, pre-pandemic. That's like a PPD Sounds like an STD. Cool. Yep. So we did the 1920 season. Yeah, pre-pandemic. <laughs> oh, he's got the pre-pandemic itch. Then the pandemic, and now in post-pandemic. Well, I don't really think we're in post-pandemic. We're still in the pandemic. No, no, we're still deep in the pandemic. <laughs> but so 1920, we finished out. 20 to 21, we we did, and we just finished 21 to 22. Now we're on 22 to 23. This is the fourth season we're starting up. Oh, the problem. I mean, abridged. The first season was abridged. Yeah, but that's not our problem. I blame China for growing COVID in their labs and spreading it, right? I mean, that's, that, that that's happen? a conspiracy. Oh, that didn't happen? Oh, I mean, well, it came from China. I don't know. I'm no, not going to go down the rabbit hole. I don't hole. believe that that's true, people. That was a joke. I said that in sarcasm. If you do believe that, send some evidence. I'm dying to learn. Yeah. This eventually, by the end of the season, we're we're just letting you know. We're only going to be conspiracy theories. We're going to keep boys and bulls as a front so we don't get chased down. Yep. We're just going to go. We're going to go dive deep in the conspiracy yeah. theories of the day. And the first conspiracy theory will start our Arsenal fans because they're the flat earthers of the Premier League. Yep. And I'm still baffled that Arsenal beat Chelsea for nothing. I don't even care. if it's a... Let's dive right into that. Yeah, let's dive right in. I actually didn't watch one ounce of that game. Neither did I. But I know that they beat us evenly. Like, what I mean is they scored two goals in the first half. They scored two goals in the second half. And for us not even to score a goal. And then Tuchel comes out, and I should look up the quote to be better as a podcaster. But he basically said, we are not ready. That is a team that is not in the Champions League. We are in the Champions League. 
That is a team that did not finish top four. We did. That is a team, but yet they are more prepared for the Premier League season than we are. That's what Tuchel said after that game. And I commented, are anybody really ready now that City have Holland? Which is literally the best question. Everyone, did you hear what Jeff said? Is anyone ready now that City has Holland? And I mentioned that to Corey in the gym. And I said, hey, is anybody ready if City is Holland? I don't think I gave you credit. I'm sorry. He's like, oh, it's a good question. Good question. It's a good question. And he goes, we are a Liverpool fan because we got Nunez. Is it Nunez or Nunez? Nunez. It has an Darwin Nunez. It has an Enya? Yeah, I believe it has an Enya. Okay. Darwin, actually, <laughs> I think he's the only, he is the only chance, he has to, he's the only chance that City doesn't win the Premier League. Yeah, but they, yeah, that's they, it. That's the problem. The problem with Liverpool is they didn't strengthen beyond replacing Mane, because they they're essentially replacing Mane. I think they have. How? Because they just swapped him with Darwin. They didn't strengthen at center back. They didn't strengthen at. I don't know if they need to. Let's let's sit back. This is a team that that went down to the last week in the Premier League with City. Okay. This is a team that lost in the Champions League to one goal from a Real Madrid team that seemed freaking destined after they literally beat. The top teams in the world. Fair, they beat fair, PSG, fair, Chelsea. Fair. So I actually think that they're okay. I'm just saying if Nunez, if he doesn't come out firing, I think he's the only chance that a team has to challenge City. If he he needs to have a 20 to 30 goal Premier League season. Like Agreed. an unbelievable season. Now, he, has have an, he has to have an unbelievable season. He has to be the difference maker. They have to outscore City. They have to outscore City. Yeah. Which is ridiculous because I think Holland's going to have a field day. I, I actually don't. So Holland's on a better team when he, than he, well, obviously when he was at, at Dortmund, and Dortmund never really did much in the Champions League. So he wasn't like the difference maker in the Champions League, but he well, now he, had, well, he was the difference maker for them, <clears throat> but Dortmund couldn't do anything. He got them to the Champions League, but then he, he couldn't win the Champions League for them. Yes, but now that City have an embarrassment of riches, he could be the player that gets them over the line towards the Champions League victory. He, how many, I don't know how many years he signed, but I don't, I, I see him staying at City for probably three to four years. He's so good and so young that it's just scary. Like, if you look at his stats, the only other players his age that you've seen score the amount of goals that he's scored, if you were just looking at the Champions League, you're looking at like young Ronaldo, you're looking at Lionel Messi, you're looking at Ronaldo. Uh, when I say when I my first Ronaldo was fat, I guess people call him Fat Ronaldo now. Yeah, Fat Ronaldo. R R nine, R nine, R seven, Messi, Mbappe. Those are like the only dudes who have those that like that pedigree and goal assists per appearance at his age. And I think he's going to be playing on a better team than they were at his age. Ronaldo was at Manchester United at his age. I think that he actually did win the Champions League and like the 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 Premier League a couple times, so maybe that's not the best comment. And Mbappe's at PSG at that age. Messi was winning things at Barcelona. He had already won a Champions League, but like the, none of them were on the team as dominant as I think Holland is domestically. Barcelona, you could make an argument they were freakish in 2009, but I mean this team is one of the better teams maybe we've ever seen. They've won what five out of the last seven Premier Leagues. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I don't like talking about City because I don't think it's entirely fair that they're at this point because they basically cheated to get to this point and now they can just kind of ride out their high-value players and trade them around and make financial fair play based on the players that they have. They can sell players now to make fi- financial fair play for much more than they were worth if, you know what I mean? It's just it's it's all like 
they're just building off of like cheating. So that's my opinion. And I'm it's going to be tough because I, I feel the same way. When City came out and they were bought by the Etihad group, and then they set up the team in, I believe, Sydney in Australia. I'm not sure. I believe it's Sydney. And they set up the team in New York. And then they had the team in City. They literally figured out how to get outside financial fair play right. by creating this conglomerate where they can move money around and balance books and make things look differently. Yep. I'm. I'm. It's just kind of like, I don't know. But let's not stop there. Can we go to transfers? What are the transfers that you like other than Lukaku going back <laughs> to the land of pasta and sun? Sun with a U. Uh, I. I mean, I. I am a Spurs fan, so I like the six signings. I think they strengthened without. They're already a top four team, and they've just made a competitive in all competitions team by adding six players that pretty much get into any Premier League side. Uh, I really think the Basuma signing could like end up being an incredible signing for the amount of money they paid, which is like I think twenty five, thirty million or something. They paid thirty million for yeah, him. Yeah, they paid so little for him. He's so good. He's so good. Even last season, I was like, dude, this guy's nice. He's a baller. Yeah. When they when he was on Brighton, yeah? Yeah. When Brighton played City almost to a tie, I think we watched that game. We were both rooting for Brighton, obviously. He just looked ahead above. So for Spurs to have picked him up, that's the kind of player I thought Klopp would have played with. Oh, okay, I'm going to go pick him up. You know, He yeah. played well under Potter, and I'll pick him up. I, I think he's one of your best signings. Now, I know Richarlison makes your top three, and this is going to be a wild statement. Maybe you'll agree because you're a Spurs fan. I think when you have Harry Kane, Human Song, and Richarlison, I think it's one of the top best threes in the world. Yeah, and it's crazy because uh, he can play as a right winger, but he also can play as a number nine. So regardless of whether Kulisevsky or Richarlison starts, really what it comes down to is you now have a little bit of backup or at least you have some cover for Kane, uh, especially in those like lower level cup games. Kane's not going to have to play those games necessarily. And you just, you just add, you need to have the, like a second team, a whole nother team that can win games, not necessarily in the premier league, but like in the lower level uh, domestic cup games. If you, if you want to be competitive, if you want to be competitive, because you have to rest players like, and then you want to, and then you want to, you're going to be playing a Wednesday and then a sun, uh, you're going to be playing Wednesday and then you're going to be playing Saturday um, a lot, you know, because you got Champions League and then you got uh, league games. So there's going to be a, like a certain level of rotation. So you don't, everybody's like, oh, these, a lot of Spurs fans are saying, oh, these signings aren't that flashy. They're not that great. Well, we need strength at, at left center back. We need, we need an attacking midfielder. My argument is like, the, you already made top four with the, with the starting 11 that you have. Uh, they're not, none of those guys are like declining, you know. And what you really needed was strength. You needed cover at left center back, which you got in Langlet. And yeah, it's a Conte signing and maybe he won't be great, but he's on loan for a year. And then you can go get Bastoni next year when he, when he leaves Inter, when he wants to leave Inter. He does want to leave. He wants to, he'll leave because they need to sell him. Um, they need money. Inter needs money. And, and he doesn't want to leave this season, but he'll be available next season. Uh, so why would you spend 50, 60 million this, this season when you can get him for 30 next season? And he's a better player. Yeah, I saw and you then, made that comment on Twitter, and I thought it was spot on. Yeah, it's just like wait, just, just be wait, patient. just be patient. Just this be patient. isn't you're not going to beat City this season, and yeah. that's the thing. Is like you have to be realistic if it's a project that you're talking about in your Spurs. You're not going to beat City this season. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. 
top three. If you do one place better in the Premier League and you get a domestic cup, preferably the FA Cup, um, then that's a success, right? And you you get top three, you're still in the Champions League, and you go quarterfinals, right? I was going to say, you go, you go top eight Champions League. You got to go you top, gotta eight, go top Champions eight Champions League. League. Top eight Champions League, which is, re, which is I think, is like odds, they're odds on favorites to go top eight in the Champions League. I mean, they're just a team built, and then you have experience, you have Perisic, and you have Forster, and you have... You got Perisic. Perisic. What a Forster, freaky you got pickup. Dejed uh, Spence, who's like a little bit of a gamble, but like could be a really, really, really good right wing back. Like he could be the guy. Like he could be the signing of the season, right? Basuma or Jed Spence. Like Jed Spence was the best championship right wing back, best defender last season, most take ons of by far of any in player the championship? in the championship. He was cutting guys up in the championship. Uh so yeah, I know. It's a championship. But no, 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 no. I, I, I put a lot of weight on that. It's in England. <laughs> and he's it's young. English football. And he's young. And the championship is freaking brutal. It's brutal. I'd so much rather games. play. Yeah. Uh, so that's, the, I feel like, so I'm a Spurs fan. I've been following that. I think, I really do think, obviously, the Holland signing is amazing. They've been trying to get him for a couple seasons now. Uh, Darwin Nunez, I think they, oh, I think Liverpool overpaid for him. Uh, they paid, you do? I think, 80 million plus 20 add ons. I think that's egregious. For a guy who's unproven and playing in a lower level league, yeah, I don't. I don't, he's playing the was he come out of Portugal? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't take much stock in that. Like, yeah, he's going to score a couple goals in, in preseason, but is he really going to be that good? He's actually, I think, he's he could be a flop. He could be a total flop. He could be a flop. One hundred and ten percent. Okay, all right. Darwin, you, you said could be a this. Flop. I want you to define what you mean by a flop. Uh, okay, because I'm going to put a stat said, line on it. I'm going to put a stat line on the because, floor. And I want to build context. We could go back into the archives, and we'll have our intern do that, i.e. we're not going to do it because we don't have an intern. But I believe, and I'm actually going to go look this up, in the preseason episode where I was shitting on Lukaku, and everyone was like, oh, Lukaku's going to be great for Chelsea. Like, the guy's a freaking lug. Yeah. I think I said in all competitions he wouldn't score more than 12 goals, and I don't think he cracked double digits. No, so give me a goal total in the Prem and then in all competitions. He's a forward. We're just going to base him on what he's meant to do. All competitions and Prem, what is your goal total? You're saying he's not going to crack. He's not going to crack 12 goals. All competitions? Just in the Prem. I say... 18 goals, all competitions. Jeff. 80 million pounds. Jeff, Jeff. 80 million pounds. I think he'll crack 12 goals by World Cup break. False. No way. Liverpool and City are Goliaths. And all the other teams are just pawns on this chessboard. He's not going to. He's not going to. Because he's got to compete for goals with Jota, uh, Louise, and Salah. That's why. Not because he's not, not necessarily because he's not good. You're saying he has to share the ball. He's, he's a, he's, first of all, he's not like, I don't think he's there yet in terms of like Premier League quality, taking on defenders and scoring goals. He's a poacher. He's a 110% poacher. He's not a guy who's going to create a lot of goals from nothing like Salah. He's not. He's not. Mark okay, my words. I feel he's a not bet coming on. What are we betting? There's We're no gonna bet, bet one dollar. I don't know why everybody's like. Let's just bet one one dollar. He's here. done really nothing in the Champions League. Also, and the big competitions. He's done nothing. He's yes. He's cut it up. He's cut. He hasn't done that much in the Champions League. Oh my God, Jeff. he hasn't. The game when I think who was it? He was hasn't he done that much. When they play, was he playing for Porto yeah, so it was Porto. or I think Lisbon? It was, 
Sporting it, Lisbon. If you get this wrong, you're you're we're sadists in the Portuguese league. I'm sorry, all the Portuguese fans. fans. Um, in the game that they played Liverpool, he had gross goals, dude. He basically was the only reason. And then Klopp's L- looking at him like nah. Liverpool's recruiting strategy. They play against a team in the Champions League who does well against him, Minamino. And then he and then they sign them. Yeah, yeah, that's a terrible strategy. No, that is not I, good recruiting. Okay, that's not good recruiting. I love that strategy. Do you want history on this strategy? Here comes some history. He's worth okay transfer market. He's worth sixty million. What did they pay for him? Eighty plus twenty add-ons. That is a bad. That's bad business. Okay, he is the only. Nobody, chance. no other team was going after him. They just basically like. Yeah, because no other team was going to pay that egregious amount. They, they just... They, exactly. The, the, the family group had it. So listen, listen. That strategy of, hey, you're going to play against a guy and they're going to beat it. you. And then just listen. Man United, that's how they picked up Cristiano. They played Sporting Lisbon in like a, a friendly game and Ronaldo just freaking roasted. He played... He play, he play, okay, he played for Benfica. Okay, played for Benfica. God, we're we're yeah. really wrong. Sorry, Boys and Bulls is not, not the Portuguese league. But Sporting Lisbon... Cristiano Ronaldo's 17. They play Man United in like a friendly. After the game, Alex Ferguson's like, uh, I want to talk to that guy. Less than like a week later, he's on United essentially. And then historically, Juan Roman Raquelme plays for Boca, roasts the shit out of Real Madrid in the Club Cup World Cup. I just don't think And it- Barcelona sees it and they're like, mm, he can beat Real Madrid. They signed him. Juan Roman Raquelme doesn't work out for Barcelona, but I think that that's a great strategy. If a player roasts you, I don't think it's a good strategy. I love this strategy. It's so I great. I think it's just lazy. I think it's a lazy strategy. Uh, yeah, I like lazy strategies. <laughs> you do like you like a good lazy strategy. Uh, my life is a great lazy strategy. People are like, "Wow, you're you're doing all these things." I'm really like, "You just, really don't know." You're really just peeling back Jared the onion of Jared's life. Yeah, I feel like I'm Shrek, but in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> like good lazy strategy. We watched that uh, movie yesterday, by the way. First of all, Shrek is oh, so lit. I think it was two nights ago. We watched Shrek. We did. I showed it to uh, Nora and the, and the boys. The boys Shrek? were not interested. Nora was liking it, though. Dude. Shrek is, is a... The scene where he's torturing the gingerbread bun, oh, man. Oh, so good. I, I'm dead. I'm dead. It's like not my favorite scene. Buttons. Not my country. Not my buttons. <laughs> ah. Um... John Lithgow, rest he in scored, peace. Okay, he scored uh, 16 goals. Uh, he scored six goals total in the Champions League over 10 games. Jeff, I think he'll crack double digits by World Cup break in the Premier League. You think? I think. You want to bet one doll hair on it. All right, fine. Also, I, he's not, not going to score 12 goals. After the recording of this, because when John and Oz hear it, Oz, I'm going to send you $50. John, I'm not going to go to a bank and take out fiat currency. I'm just going to send it to you through Venmo. You're going to get 100 doll hairs. By the time you listen to this episode and whatever you're doing with soccer, you're going to be like, ha, 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 the boys and balls are back. I hate them even though I love them. I'm an Arsenal fan. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, you will have 100 <laughs> doll hairs in your account. Uh, is John doing like a BC preseason? Is that what he's doing right He's now? probably doing BC preseason. I know that he's been doing some traveling more recently for recruiting and all that other stuff for BC. John Scheimer, who is our biggest fan because he's our biggest hater, is an assistant coach at Boston College in Boston. Did you know that that's where Boston Division One uh, soccer program? Division One ACC soccer program. They're, they're phenomenal. Uh, do you come? Oh, we went to watch them play Wake Forest. I mean, dude, the, the level of play there is unbelievable. Uh, all right, move. so I want to ask you, what is your maybe? I don't want to say sleeper signing. What is your uh, signing of the preseason so far? I think I I'd, I'd have to look at like. Who teams have got? I you know I think 
Man- I think Arsenal's rating of Manchester City is kind of a cute one with the Zinchenko and the Gabriel Jesus. <laughs> I'm not really excited for anything that Chelsea has done. Like Connor Gallagher, like he's just like he's a pretty, back. he's a pretty boy. I don't really care. Raheem Sterling, literally the world's biggest choker, and like just everyone just thinks about that PSG game where we put it over the bar from four yards oh, away. Yeah. Right. I'm Koulibaly. Could be I good. think Koulibaly was a steal because I think most people think, all right, he's 30 or 31. You know, he's over the hill. But they didn't realize that Chelsea got a 35-year-old Thiago Silva and won the Champions League, or a 36-year-old Thiago Silva won the Champions League. I think age matters less if you're a great defender. And Chelsea had to fill two spots with Christensen and um, Rudiger going to La Liga. So I thought that that was a good signing. To be honest, this is like a really like super cynical thing to say, but our best signing is getting rid of Lukaku. Right, you can't have 120 million dollars sitting on the bench that does nothing. I just think he was shitty energy. His wages, wages entire, were a lot too. His wages were a lot too. His wages were. Lo- that they, was the big sticking point when he was going back to Inter. Is that like they were like, ah, oh, fucking know. wages are like crazy. And Inter financially is like whatever. They um. So for me, that to me for Chelsea, I'm just going to talk about Chelsea. But on the league in the whole, I really like the Basuma signing. I really think it's a solid one. I just think that he. I just think that he he has so many more levels to go up and he may get those opportunities at Spurs that he just wasn't getting at Brighton and that's to be expected. It's a mid-level, it's a you know, it's a mid-table team. I'm I, I think the most underrated signing as far as a game changer for what it could do for the level of the club is Richarlson. I just think the world of that guy. Because I don't want to play him. Right. But you want him on your team. He's like a, he's uh, like honestly, he's like a Diego Costa. Or like Lamella when they had Lamella on the team, but better. Yeah, but, but like a lot better. A lot better. He's 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 a he kind of shit houses a little bit. Oh yeah, he's shit housery. He's, he's, I mean, he's Diego Costa. Like he's just gonna cause problems. He's gonna you're gonna give him the ball. He's gonna be back to goal, and he's just gonna somehow like figure out how you know how to draw and a he foul. Scored how twelve to do... goals in a really bad Everton team. Yeah, and he took that team. He kept Everton up. Yeah, like there should be a statue of of Richarlison. Honestly, like yeah, I mean he starts over Jesus for the uh in, on the on the Brazilian team. Yeah, no, and really. legit. Richarlson, I think, is one of the most underrated players on the international and club level in the world. And he's got, you know, he's overshadowed maybe by Jesus, because Jesus is on City. He's got Vinicius. He's got Neymar. I mean, Brazil never has a, a problem. He's got Firmino, never has a problem with forwards. I think the best, most underrated signing is Richarlson. I just think that he's also the most one of the most underrated players in the Prem. And I say that because I hate playing against him. I'd much rather play against Harry Kane. I'd much rather play against Kunagura. I'd much rather play against even Thierry Henry because I kind of know what to expect from those players. Where Charleston to me is so unpredictable, and he's a diver, and he dabbles in the black arts of soccer, and I hate that because you, you can't defend against it. I'm going to name a player uh, that you are going to um, give me an opinion on, and oh, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, American English, the most American English, Premier League club. And we're going to talk about Leeds I, I United. Know, I, it's an easy team to We're going to talk, talk about. about Leeds United because not only do they have Jesse, Jesse Marsh, uh, the American coach, they now have... Who kept him up, thank God. kept him up. Oof, man. Sheesh. You know, put a statue of that guy up. But uh, they now signed Tyler Adams. Who's a baller. Who's a baller. And A.A. Ronson. Brendan Aronson. They oh, signed yeah. Brendan Aronson and Tyler Adams, which are... Really solid signings. I think they needed a forward because they were hurting 
with um, without Bamford. Without Bamford, they uh, Rafinha went to Barca, which we can talk about Barca for days. But oh uh, he signed for Barca. He he's been wanting to go to Barca for a while, I think, and uh, it fits kind of like their thing, I guess. Is he wanted to go there, and uh, they needed a, a defensive midfielder, and because now that Callum Phillips is gone, he went to City as well. It, I know. Don't even that blo- that honestly boils my blood because I think Calvin Phillips is another guy who's just has levels. He just hasn't been given the opportunity. And City with Calvin Phillips, I mean, he starts in England. Yeah. Starts in England next to Declan Rice, right? Like any look back through history, all English holding middle center center midfields. It's normally like their best position. It's like the one thing that they're really good at. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, he was like the foundation of that Leeds team coming up from the championship and he was lead he's like born in like he's a Leeds guy right and which kind of boils my blood if I, if I was a Leeds fan I'd be like well on the one hand he got us up to the championship and we're not going to win a prem title with him like obviously we're just a mid like lower level premier league club at this point so he's not going to get the opportunity but on the other hand like fuck city like fuck city like it's not fair like it's not fair it's just not fair anymore man like I, it's just I, not. I forget that they got him. And like you ask about underrated, like I'm not excited to get Nathaniel Ake back for our defense. He's never really been that great. City just picked him up to play like cup games and like, you know, have phase, a, and have an Eng- Champions League. And English, an English, English homegrown. English home gro- so, no, no, he's Dutch. No, no, no. He's Ake. Oh, is Ake? Yeah, Ake's Dutch. I believe Ake's Dutch. But like, it, either way. Either way. Like, it's, so once again, I don't want to go back to Chelsea, but I think that you're totally right. I like the whole. Did you see the uh, the graphic they did? It's like a Leeds logo with like American regalia, American flag, like no, regalia. It's pretty good. Should I mean, up. I mean, it's cool. It's it's. It, I think Aronson and 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 Adams will do well, and I'm really glad they're going to be playing at the in the Premier League before the World Cup. Me too. I, Selfishly, I'm, you know. I'm wondering. So Aronson's had a really interesting rise because he played Philadelphia Union. His brother still plays there, and I remember going a couple years ago to watch the refs and he was on the other team and you can just you can tell when a guy's just head and shoulders above everyone else the way he moves the way he pick up the ball he'll turn he'll do things and he'll make it look easy and just like dance by guys just walk by guys and that's the same thing i saw when i saw clint dempsey live the first time i was like wow that guy's just he's gonna go to england i told my dad when i saw aronson i was like this guy's something else when that span of time he's gotten his transfer over where have you gone to, to red bull salzburg red bull salzburg right and now he's already found his way to the Prem. He's just on a meteoric rise. Now, my question is, though, is he ready for the physicality and the speed of the Prem? Because yes. he's not a very big guy. Yes, like, because, I, what they'll, size. because what they'll put, they'll put him on the outside. And they the, the way that they attack, they're not like a... He, he's going to just try to find spaces, right? He's going to try to just dance into spaces, get the ball kind of one-time type of, type of deal. I Yes, I think he's small. And yes, I think he's going to have a little bit of an adjustment in terms of getting knocked over by larger defenders. No. But he, he'll be okay. He, he makes that team stronger. He makes that team... That I don't think that those two players will necessarily keep them up. I just think that... Or or place them higher than necessarily than what they did last season. But there are teams that are worse than Leeds at this point. That I think like Fulham... I don't think Fulham are, are any better than Leeds. I don't think... Forrest or any better than Leeds, even though Forrest are signing a ton of players, all like $10 million signings from other leagues. So nobody knows how that's going <laughs> to shape out. Because, but, uh, and then like, you know, it's like what, Forrest, Fulham, and Bournemouth? Those are the three teams that came up. 
Is it Bournemouth or is it? What's the third team that came up? I'd have to look. I have to look. Either way, we haven't podcast. I don't know if they're better than those. Like Leeds are better than those teams, but it is exciting. They they signed. Who else did they sign? They signed Sinestra, uh, Sinistera. Sorry, uh, a left winger to replace. I think some of their attack, and then they actually signed from Red Bull Salzburg, I believe, Rasmus Christensen, who's a right back, and then Roca, uh, and then Mark Roca, who's actually a legit player. Uh, I think their signings are solid. I, I, I like what they've done in terms of business. And um, Leeds, like, you know, I watched their all, was it all or nothing? Or Yeah, all or nothing years ago. And, like, that club deserves to be, that city deserves to be in the Premier League. Like, I got a big fan base. It's the only club in town. Like, they've done smart things. Uh, sort of. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they signed a Yank. The best thing you can do. Yeah. That's it. it worked out for Ted Lasso. So they got the Ted Lasso. They literally have Ted Lasso vibes going on there. I love the Ted Lasso vibes. I am thinking that it's like you said. I think the best thing for us as U.S. men's national team fans is that you've got Pulisic, Adams, and Aronson all getting prem time, which is amazing. In solid prem time, not like off the bench type bullshit. Well, I don't know where Christian falls where in the oh. cookie that's crumbling, but I mean, Christian either way will be using the Champions League. He's going to get he his feels, time. He's he's, you know. He's he's ha- he has enough Premier League experience where you know he's going to get playing time. Although, uh, Tuchel seems to I don't know, I have a choice at this point considering the attack options at, at Chelsea. It depends what Tuchel if Tuchel plays a four back and he goes four three three. Christian will get more time yeah, if he stays in a three five two. There's less. There's there, there's less uh, space for him in the field. Do, okay, uh, Bournemouth is the other team. Just want to point that out. Yeah, you were um, right. The three. Let's teams shift you gears a tiny bit. I'm gonna get off transfers for a second. Although transfers all tangentially related to what I'm. I want to ask you. I want to ask you, what team? And don't say it's one of the promoted teams. To the to the Premier League, what team? Besides those three promoted teams, could go be relegated, and I know I I hope you say the answer I I, I want you to say because uh, I want to pivot to that that discussion. Everton, correct. Let's talk Everton about the shit show. Everton or Southampton? It's not Southampton. It's not Southampton. Everton barely stayed in the Premier League. They were well, you know, a couple points up. They've lost Richarlison. I do not know if they filled that gap, and just in general, they so my like. Energetically, I say Everton, but on paper, I don't think it will be. They still have a really solid team. And they have the PTSD of just having survived relegation that I do not think that they're going to want to put themselves in that hole again. So I I expect them to be 15 or higher by Christmas or by the World Cup. Excuse me? Yeah. 15 or higher by yeah. the World Cup. Yeah. I think that last year was... An anomaly? I, yeah, because if you look at the longer arc, they've been, you know, a more competitive team. And then all of a sudden last year, they just had injuries. You know, they got Frank Lampard, who I'm still not sure if he's the best coach for anyone. Uh, you know, if you talk to Alex Ziabka, which I did throughout all last season, we were always talking in, 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 in the DMs. He's a diehard Everton fan. Every time we talk, he's like, dude, like, look at the situation. Look at look at all of our injuries. Look, look at how many games they have us stacked up to play, you know? Um, I think it's an anomaly. I think it's more of an anomaly than than it may seem when you're going through it. You know, when you were going through, it, like yeah, Everton's Everton's shite, right? Like 
Everton, when you look at the last couple games of the season, and I'm not going to pull it up because I'm being lazy, the lazy strategy, they beat United. They beat Chelsea. They beat teams they shouldn't have. Sure. But if it were a year before, you'd say, hey, that's Everton. They're, 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 they're not a top club, but they're a very competitive club. So I think it's an anomaly. Energetically, okay. I kind of want them to, I mean, I thought it was fascinating for them to like even flirt with it. I, I uh, They lost for Charleston, their best player. And I'm not, I'm not going to hold anything back. They, he was their best player. And they can't bring anybody in because of financial fair play. And they had to balance the books last season. And they had to sell. The reason they got rid of Charleston is because they had to sell him for financial reasons. And now they can't bring anybody in. They brought Tarkowski in, James Tarkowski, and that on a free. So that's good. Um, they didn't bring, they're not going to bring anybody else in. They're not really going to bring anybody else in. Yeah, I'm going through their offense, and you've got DCL, Anthony Gordon, who I think is phenomenal. I yeah, love but that he might kid. leave on a free. I mean, he might leave. He might, they might need to, they, they might, might need have to, sell to, sell to balance. Yep. They like, got Owobi. They were linked, uh, Gordon's link with Spurs, but I don't think he'll go there, but he could go out. They got Rondon, uh, you know, hasn't played well in no. high level in years. Awobi is not also the same thing. Still plays with Nigeria, I think, but like, you know, he was playing with Arsenal like five or eight years ago, like at a high level. DCL, DCL was, is the one thing who's actually probably better than Richarlson. Oh, true. But he was so injured out last season. That you know. So, anyways, there's that. I I think the the fact that the World Cup is in November, TCL's got to show up. He needs to be player of the freaking yeah. month in September. Like, we've never had a situation where the beginning of the club domestic league is so close to the start of the World Cup. Normally, you're like, yeah, you know, if you if you're playing well in April and May, you may start for your national team. You have to be playing well in September. Yeah, I just don't see. I mean, Harry Kane's gonna be fl- like. Flying, uh, so I, I just, Harry Kane's the captain. <laughs> I mean, DC is in a tough spot for for playing uh, for the England team. I mean, also they have Sterling, they have Foden. Who else do they got? They got Grealish. But I'm talking about a number nine. Like DCL's a number nine. Yeah, no, no. I'm talking about I'm, I'm just talking about if they're playing like a three and they're trying. You know, you've yeah. got you got Saka, you got Grealish, you got Sterling, you got Foden. It's it's a pack court up at the top. But I think we've all, I think we've been on the mic for a while. We'll probably have one more in us before the Prem starts, but who do you think wins? Because this weekend coming up, we have the Community Shield between City, the winners of the Premier League, and we have uh, freaking Liverpool who beat Chelsea for the FA, FA Cup in another shootout last season. Who do you who do you have winning this game? It's like a real game. Are they going to really play this game? Or is yeah, it like it's, it's going to be like it's a silverware. Okay, okay. I think City's going to win. I mean, that's an easy answer. I, I mean, it could go. I mean, it could be close. I don't know. I don't you know, know what? I don't really care. It's come down to center backs. It's going to come down to defensive players. It's not going to come down to offense, in my opinion. Like, uh, yeah, like City. Some can be exposed on the uh, like City oh, yeah, can be sure. exposed on the counter. Chelsea's and, exposed them, and Spurs have exposed them. Probably I don't think, the best out of any two teams over the last three years. Yeah, and I don't think. Uh, <laughs> I still don't. I don't think. Uh, uh, what's his name? Ederson's that good of a shot stopper. In my opinion, I th- I think Allison's a better goalie than I mean. If it comes down to that, it's you know it's funny. Right? I I agree. I think Allison is a better overall keeper, but I think Ederson gets the start on the national team. Right, he does, which is strange. I never once again I don't understand national teams. Um, he's younger. I guess who cares, I dude? Buffon's probably still playing for Italy if they're even ever in a World Cup again. <laughs> He'll show up at World like Cup 50, again. <laughs> throws Walker at the ball. It's so great they're not in the World Cup. Oh my god! Oh my god! It. It's the love. I love, I love it. It. I'm sorry if you're an Italian fan. You had your day in the sun in 2006. Exactly. So, uh, and they won the Euros too. 
they won the Euros and then they don't make the World Cup. Also, Impressive. did you hear the comment that they somebody somebody I don't know who it was, some Italian player said if you win the Euros, you should automatically make the World Cup. It's like what? Well, then why would you? What's the point of qualifying? What's the point of qualifications then? That's fine. You guys would get in the World Cup and then get bounced out in the first thing. Yeah. It's um, that if you look at that Italian team, they've just fallen fallen apart. Oh, Their yeah. best player, and I'm blanking on his name now, but he plays for Toronto FC. They've got Chiellini now playing in LAFC or whatever. That entire team basically won the Euro, and within 12 months, some of their top players have come over to the MLS. To have their little I mean, that's how close that team was to not being like competitive. Right. Which I, you know, I think. Anyways, let's finish this up because we'll come back and we'll look at week one next episode. So Community Shield, you didn't make, you didn't take a Community pick. Community Shield, I actually just don't care who. I think you're going to be surprised by how well Nunez plays, and <laughs> I just don't want it to freaking go to penalties. Oh, that's I, why, I that's why I brought up winner. the goalie thing, because I think it's going to go to penalties. Oh, my fucking God. I hate penalties. I just... You know, when it comes down to penalties, like I said, you, it should be goalie wars. Let's instill goalie wars again. What's you, goalie wars? You remember when you set, the, you set the goal about 30 yards away from each other, and it's just the goalies fighting off, and they can kick it, they can drop kick it, they can throw it. <laughs> Whoever gets to five first. Oh, okay. It's just five. I thought... It's just five. I should be like... Whoever gets a five and then has to win by two, or win by two goals. Win by this isn't tennis, my G. <clears throat> I make the rules. <laughs> Jeff's goalie wars. First to ninety nine, win by thirty. <laughs> I don't think that's unreasonable. It's like table. You're tennis. a cyclist. You are a sadist when it comes to just it's like long table tennis. things being played out. <laughs> win by two goals. That's it. That's what I called. So that's what I got. That's what I got. Thanks. Thanks. Ciao. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Boys and Bolos podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, Twitch, at Boys and Bolos. If you'd like to be a guest, please reach out. You can hit us on any of the social media accounts that Jeff just mentioned or email us directly at boysandbolos at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.